0: We're glad you joined us today. We know the road may feel isolating, but we are here to go along this journey with you and love the call to action. Ruck Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We're going to join together and chat about all things military life. So you know the drill, Ruck Up Buttercup. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Ruck Up Better podcast. We are back again, and it's exciting because I feel like we're almost to summer break and school is almost over, so I am sure that you guys are all really excited to enjoy the summer and the hot weather. So for today's topic, we decided we'd just do a really fun girl chat. We have Ashley, of course, and then Kim, and we have our new secretary from the board, Linda, on today, so you'll get to meet her so I'm kind of wanted to just start with reintroducing ourselves in case you found the podcast later on in our episodes so that you kind of know who's talking and who we are. So I'm Sabrina. Um, I'm the executive director of Deployed Love. I have a husband, two kids. We live at Fort Bragg. My home school and so basically busy all the time, but I love doing everything that has to do with Deployed
1: Love. So Ashley, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Ashley Brown. I am the board treasurer. And I also love everything about Deployed Love and the podcast and everything that we have going on. And so we're really excited to have you guys all here.
2: I'm Kim. I am president of the board. I am in the Benning area. I have four kids and we are close to retirement.
3: I'm Linda Wickersham. I'm secretary of the board. Just recently voted in last Thursday. I'm very excited. I live in the Fort Bragg area and my son is retired paratrooper from 82nd airborne i have one dog and i'm divorced we
0: all have dogs we got that going yes (laughs) so (laughs) today's for our topic we're gonna do murphy's law because if anybody's been through a deployment you know what it is and you know that it hits literally i feel like the day after they leave and it just all of a sudden everything that could happen will happen and i think that makes us stronger as spouses but it's kind of a fun topic to talk about so does anybody want to start with some of their stories
1: I'll go first. So I will talk about my most recent one when the rapid deployments happened back in December of 2019. We obviously were not prepared for that. We had less than 30 minute notice. And so, of course, that came with its struggles. But instantly after he left, my car broke down and would not start. It ended up being a dead battery. Thankfully, I had my husband's truck. The oldest and myself got a pretty nasty cold and I pipe and our front yard burst. So all of that happened within five days. So that was chaotic and crazy, but like it definitely showed that I could handle pretty much anything that could be thrown at me. Um, (laughs) If you ask me what happened during my deployments back in 08 and 2011, I couldn't tell you. I'm pretty sure I blocked those all out I do not remember them. I remember, I remember things happening, but I definitely was just like, I'm blocking this out of my memory. I can't even handle it anymore.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. The, the pipe bursting. I'm glad ours burst probably around the same time last year and Dustin had to deal with it, but I, I don't know what I'd have done if I was by myself. I don't, first off, I'm not sure I would have noticed it because ours, we didn't notice any water pressure difference. It was
1: just the water, the yard had standing water in it. Yeah, same here. We only noticed it because of the water in the yard. And it actually, funny enough, the same pipe burst just like three feet further in the yard this past January. Uh, Almost like to the day, like I think within like three days. So thankfully, Jeremy was home for that one. So I was just like, you can handle it. I handled it last time. It's your turn.
2: I like how you said that you just kind of handled what was thrown at you. You rolled with the punches. You got it done. Because a lot of times as a military spouses, when we go through a deployment, we do that. We're like, oh, this happened and this happened. And of course, it's Murphy's Law. Everything's going to happen when they're gone. And then you fast forward to your next deployment and you're like, okay, well, I don't really remember all of the bad stuff from last time. We're just going to move forward with a fresh new start. So we kind of train ourselves to forget the bad and to ruck up and put on our boots and get ready for the next one. So I like how you say that you kind of rolled with it and you just got through it and then you're better as we move forward. Yeah,
0: I think that you think it's so bad in the moment, right? Like, so the pipe bursting is stressful in the moment, but really it's, you know, you called the plumber, they came out, they fixed it. So really it lasted a couple of days, maybe the stress from it but man, in that moment though, when you're, your kids are screaming and you're like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know who to call. I don't know the people. Um, yeah, I can, imagine the stress is just like crazy. So what about Linda? I know that you haven't really dealt with like a deployment specifically, but I'm sure you've had some points where you were like by yourself for some reason, all of a sudden everything just stopped working.
3: Well, that that's true for sure. This just like pick, pick a Band-Aid you know, just, just, you know, you just have to band-aid everything. But I do remember when Justin was, was deployed, you just want, you just want a few things to be normal. You know, he was just, as my son, he, he fell in love and I just wanted to make things normal for him, you know? So he, he wanted to buy some rainbow roses for his girlfriend, you know? And so I, I just ran around to try and find rainbow roses And then, you know, he, he wanted to give her some little bit of a ring. And so I ran around and tried to find him, you know, the, the ring that he wanted. It's just, you just try and, and keep it all together so that when they're gone, they know that something, something normal is going to be there when they get back home.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's
3: as a mom, that's, that's what I did. Yeah, they can not I love that you were there it.
0: that for
2: that support for him. Mm-hmm. Right. And for his girlfriend. I mean, that's awesome. Right. Yeah, that's super
0: special.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I was trying to think about the things that have happened again kind of like Ashley. I don't have a whole lot from the first like big deployment because I I guess we were we were living in apartments and so a lot of it didn't fall on my shoulders anyways if there was house related stuff. So most of the things were with me personally. It but all my different
1: It was also different too, because like more recently it's, we have kids too. So his, his previous two deployments, we were just, I, we weren't married for the first one. We were married for the second one. So I had very different things I was worried about and I had much more freedom to do things and get out than I do now with kids. So
0: with my first deployment, I don't remember Besides, so we were kind of talking about it this morning, but the biggest one was he left and I had to go pick up his brother at the airport because he missed getting in in time to see him so I had to pick him up and take him to his hotel, but as I was walking out the door my neighbor had his dog tied up to the post because we were in apartments, but he'd been there so many times so I never thought anything of it he didn't growl he didn't do anything, but he just lurched at me and bit my leg ripped my pants I, but I was like in a hurry to get to the airport <laughs> yeah so I went to the airport dropped them off at their hotel if you know Hawaii it's I mean that's like a full day trip and then went all the way to my FRG leader's house she was like you have to go to the hospital she's like you, you're like you're gonna have scars on your leg from this but that was probably the worst thing that happened that I can remember from that but again that was like 2009 so I don't really remember a lot of anything that happened that deployment besides that was back when it was still full year deployments and it was rough just being living in Hawaii and nowhere near family for an entire 12 months was, I just remember that that being way more. It was hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A couple, one was when Caden
2: was a baby, we went swimming at a lake, just me and the kids and a family friend and he ended up swallowing a bug <laughs> and catching bacterial tonsillitis. Oh no. And I was a new mom. I was only 20 when I had Caden. So I, I was 21. And so, you know, coming around that morning and knowing that he was sick and then picking up a child that was just a blob. I mean, he was only three. I had just had li- our Madison. So she was an infant. And he was hospitalized for three days. And so that was very scary. The other one is just like simple stuff. Like he went through a school where he wasn't actually deployed, but he was on like a lockdown course. And I feel like those are worse sometimes because you can't have any communication. So you're like, okay, this happened. What do I do? Like, should I spend the money? Should I do this? Should I hire this person? Should I hire that person? But he was in a school and our dog got out. And we lived on post and they sent the MPs to ticket me and to keep our dog until his chain of command was notified while he was in school. And it was just a big headache. So that's, those are like my two worst that are stuck in my memory.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Schools are hard. I feel like for some reason, a lot of the schools last longer than deployments now, or like TDYs do. Cause when we were in Germany, of course we get stationed in Germany and he gets TDY to Florida. For six months, crazy.
1: Yeah, we always laughed because every time he leaves the house, whether it's a JRTC or it's a school or deployment, I somehow injure myself. Whether I about cut my finger off or I whatever it may be. So he, there used to be a running joke like when he left, like he was gonna bubble the wrap, bubble wrap the house up, remove all sharp objects, and he was like always like, "How are you so clumsy?" Like, Mm -hmm. how are you? Because, and it's really funny because I used to do gymnastics and dance and all that when I was growing up, and I usually get some type of injury or really sick when he leaves. So, um, surprisingly, that did not happen at JRTC this past time, but I think that's also because now I have kids and all of my energy goes towards them.
0: Yeah, you're more focused on them. (laughs) And I was trying to think of other stories, and I think. All might have to do with dogs. (laughs) So stressful. Why do they like why do we keep getting more dogs? Because they just make it worse. But the the only other one, so he's deployed three times since we've been here at Bragg. And the other one that I can think of is we went on a trip to Nebraska. We kind of always do that during deployment. We do some sort of trip out of town. And we were there for a full month. We got strep as soon as we got there. And then we had an unknown sickness the entire rest of the month we had a fever coughing couldn't breathe I mean we were just so sick so we spent the entire trip in and out of urgent care and nobody they gave us antibiotics like yeah it just kind of ruined the whole trip it was so uh but the other two are the dogs because this last deployment, and I'm sure we'll deal with again this deployment coming up. Is my dogs like to dig holes under fences and get out and get into the chickens and kill them. So
2: I was going to say, didn't he eat a
0: chicken or two last time? <laughs> and then what do you do when your kids go outside to play and they're like, Mom, the chickens? And you're like, Oh my God, what do I do with dead chickens? I threw them over the fence in the abandoned yard next door because I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> like if I Chicken leave it, nuggets. You know, the dogs will get to it. Yeah. <laughs> Chicken
3: nuggets. <laughs> just like. <yeah.
2: laughs> I think so. My one of my you talking about um, getting sick and stuff and everything. It kind of reminds me of it wasn't really a bad thing or like Murphy's law of things going bad. But when Travis was just kind of jerked around with being able to come home, not being able to come home when I was pregnant. That was really hard. So it was the the kind of like you're waiting because you thought there was that possibility that he would be coming home. And then they shut it down. And then there was another possibility, and then they shut it down. So it wasn't really, you know, unexpected. We knew it was going to happen, but it was still just as bad having it happen as you know, not knowing it was going to happen. I really
0: wish, I really wish the military would put some solid like thoughts behind that and be like, this is what happens every time because it's not fair that some commands are like, yeah, for sure. Your husband gets to come home for the baby. And the others are like, probably not like, we're not going to put the effort into sending him back. I wish that there was something that they would put into that and just be like every, if you're deployed during it, every time someone gets to go home or just so you know what to expect. Cause being pregnant alone is hard to start yeah. with. Yeah. And, well, and
2: you know, somebody made the comment, well, it's your fourth, you know what to do. Well, it actually made it harder because. I needed to plan for childcare for the other three Mm -hmm. and then come home to a newborn baby and handle the other three. So you didn't really have that time to adjust and, and to the new baby and the new routine. It was kind of just flat in.
1: Yeah. I think as a member who is also a SFRG leader and discussing things like this with spouses, even just going through trainings like past JRTC rotation, we had a couple spouses within the the company that were pregnant, and that's like their biggest concern was like, are they going to be able to come home? Are they are they going to be able to not go? And I'm like, it really depends on if they need your soldier. I mean, and whether or not they feel that you're you're high risk, like. You have to talk to your doctor. You have to get doctor notes. It's unfortunately the army is always going to put the mission first. Um, you will have commands that won't, but you have commands that will le- let your husband stay home. But it does suck. Jeremy almost had to leave like the day after Devlin was born. Fortunately, he got really, really lucky and got out of JRTC, but it was really close. And I had already like, I was like, cool, you're going to be gone. I'm in Alaska all by myself with a newborn. I'll be fine. And that's where I I stress all the time that you have to find your tribe. You have to find those people that are going to be there to help you. Helps you when you have all those crazy Murphy law incidents happen. Make him borrow a husband. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The amount of, well, then also you have to just be fine with asking for help. I feel like a lot of spouses also are just like, I'm not going to ask for help. I'm going to handle it. And sometimes you have to ask for help. Um, Yeah, I agree. I'm the worst about that
0: because like (laughs) when the dogs were getting out, I carried 80 pound bags of concrete to cover the hole versus just calling his friend that said that they would come out and patch the fence. And I was just like, no, I can do this because I don't want to deal with other people coming over here right
1: now. And it would have made so much more sense for me to have someone come out and do it. But yeah. I mean, I definitely did that with you. Like when Jeremy was at TC, we moved the houses. We've discussed that in the last podcast or two before. And thankfully I did have my in-laws come help and my sister-in-law, but I definitely should have. Been like, Hey, I need someone to watch the kids like a couple days beforehand so I can finish packing. I need help moving these items over before things like that. Like I'm the same way. I'm so bad about asking for help, but I, I will ask for help if it involves a critter. Cause I don't handle critters, especially if it's a snake. Like I'll be the exactly. first to be on those spouse pages. Someone send their husband right now, or I'm burning the house down. Or my neighbors, house. my neighbors
0: just deal with me. <laughs> with
1: their snakes. I'm like, come on. Yeah, there was one in our coop and I was like,
0: I'm not doing it. I'm like, send your husband over here. And she and I were standing on the back of the truck. Like, no,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> so get it out. And then Kim's over there posting all of her photos with snakes. Yes. We've had like
2: five in the last week and a half. I'm like, okay, I'm done. And they're like longer than my legs. So I'm I'm waiting for one to
1: show up in our neighborhood because we're now like in the country country. So like, we're just surrounded by fields. Mm -hmm. Um, now thankfully, like we don't have any trees in this house, so I'm not expecting any, like to like sneak up, but I'm just waiting for one to be like slithering across the road, looking for some place to go, um, which I know will happen because I used to live down the road when I was growing up and we'd find snakes all the time. But I don't already yeah, have one in our
0: yard. Luckily, I wasn't home <laughs> to tilt it, but we try to move the rat snakes, like move them you out know. into the field across from the train tracks. But if they come back, then it's done for because they come back for the eggs. Once they know that there's mm-hmm. eggs, they're like, oh, food. But I'm like, no, my kids don't need to be dealing with snakes either way. So,
2: yeah, that's what they're here at my house for—is the eggs. You could fill three of them inside one of the snakes that we picked up. Um, but 100%. we we did rehome it because it was considered a good snake, mm-hmm. even though. I did not not want anything to do with it. I mean,
1: I'm all for (laughs) rehoming snakes as long as someone comes and does it for me. Yeah. (laughs) It happens
2: while he's gone. (laughs) We're so close to retirement that we moved back to to Benning so that I could be around my family. So I immediately called my dad and was like, please, dad, please
0: come get this snake. (laughs) Linda, when you were going (laughs) through a deployment with him, like, I'd love to hear just kind of the parent side of the story because I know from our side of like the experience, it's, it's hard because we're kind of like the first and you know, we hear everything that's happening, but I, I think it's even harder for parents in that sense, because they don't get the information from the units, and you just kind of have to listen to what he's telling you, right?
3: Right, that's true, and then he went in 2009, so he was, he had gone to college for a year, and then he wanted to join the army, and he was gone, so just shortly after high school, so he went into basic Fort Benning and then he deployed After six months after he was in. it was, it was really hard because there wasn't much there. He went through basic and he told me he could just write letters basic. And we would just, he wrote a lot though. I, I didn't know that, you know, he was, he wrote touching good letters, thoughtful letters. And he, he just would say in there, don't. Call anybody. Don't write any letters because you said you're not supposed to do that. Just I'm telling you stuff, but just don't do. You can't do anything. Can't do anything because it'll make it that much harder on us. And so he was gone at, at Christmas. And like I said, we just tried to make everything as normal because it was a lot gone. And he was trying to make plans for coming back and trying to make his future The military and trying to figure so much out. And the calls were just random and only for five minutes at a time, and just longing, you know, just longing to just to get a voice and that everything was okay.
0: He was deployed like the time my husband was the first time, and that's how it was. Yeah. There was like no internet. Yeah. Didn't have that Um, access. And it was, yeah, you maybe got an email, you maybe got. Uh, phone calls, but the phone calls were like you're saying, five minutes and it was not a good time. That was and that was when
1: those deployments were full years. And yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. we experienced a few of those. Well, and
1: I think it's really funny that Linda said that you know he would call him for five minutes because I definitely know that single soldiers are much more likely to get off the phone a lot faster. Or if at least it feels that way. Like I the amount of times I've had to Tell Jeremy to go tell one of his soldiers and one of the soldiers within his company to go call their parents because they just weren't doing it or they weren't communicating enough for them to feel at ease once every two weeks or once every three weeks. I was like, no, if if he has time to go to the gym three times a day, like he needs to call his mama more than once a month because she's going to get him alive.
2: if he doesn't. Uh, I feel like, some, like that. yeah. <laughs> I feel like some soldiers, single soldiers, though, especially on their first deployment, or you know, they're not married. Sometimes they don't use the the phones and the, mm-hmm. the computers and stuff as much because they try to leave it open for the soldiers that do have families to give them a little more time. So I can kind of understand the the pause behind sometimes not calling home as much.
1: You also think like so single soldiers, like they might not be so used to having to communicate, like, especially like families who have kids, like they need to be more connected because they're trying to help make those decisions at home if they can, or you find out if something's wrong where single soldiers, I think like the mentality is, is my mom's fine. My dad's fine. Yeah, exactly. They heard from me once a month, but like (laughs) once, once a month, like not speaking to your spouse or your, or your child is a little bit more like "Mm -mm, naughty, naughty, but it's, I, I will say that I miss the intimacy from like the earlier deployments, just having the more emails or having those handwritten letters or from like basic training nowadays, because technology has come so far in the last 20, last 10 years, that it's a lot easier to just send a quick message on Facebook yeah. or you can Skype more or now there's FaceTime. Like when Jeremy deployed in 2008 and 2011, the only thing you had was was Skype. Like Facebook Messenger and, Face, mm-hmm. and FaceTime wasn't a thing. So there is a lot more opportunities to do things now yeah. than there was. So it's not as intimate, I don't I feel. I agree. Yeah,
0: I like yeah. that though you wait you wanted to wait like I felt like there was more of an eagerness to talk to them when you did talk to them because now at least when my husband deploys he talks to me all day long I mean he's texting me he talks to me more when he's deployed than when he's home so it's like there's I'm like oh yeah I miss you even though we were just talking 10 minutes ago (laughs) like what I don't know I have nothing to tell you sorry where then it was like oh my gosh you can't believe all the things that we've done it's been I haven't talked to you in weeks and I'm so excited to tell you and there was more, yeah, just the weight and the excitement to talk to them. Cause you were just so excited when that
1: phone call came through. And I, and I still think there are individuals who still do that. Like I know when Jeremy rapidly deployed, I, I maybe spoke to him. I mean, the entire time he was gone, I maybe spoke to him on the phone three times the entire time he was gone. And occasionally he would send out a quick email, but it was once a week where, other locations or other units were able to have their personal phones with them or their personal devices, and so they were sending out messages more. So I, I do know that that is still there are still instances where people still have that long periods of time between talking with their significant other, but it's very very different from the early two thousands for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it's cool well, to like write those letters because we've talked about another mm-hmm. podcast having those letters that you stick and you have you know, an envelope full of letters that you've kept from them. is something you're not going to just get on a daily basis. You're, I mean, maybe some people's husbands are extra and they give them <laughs> love letters, but my husband doesn't write me random love letters. So those ones that we have from when we were much younger are, you know, they're kept, they're in a box and I can go back and read them if I want to. And it's so much more special. And it reminds me of being young and being, you know, just basically single together and such a different life then. So
2: we have a box of letters too. When We did multiple deployments when Travis first joined the army and that's how it was. It was always letters waiting for that snail mail, Mm -hmm. checking the mailbox every day, waiting for the mail lady, knew her by her first name. And then when he moved to, when we got stationed at Campbell and he called and he was like, oh yeah, I've actually got a phone over here. I'm like, what? (laughs) What do you mean you have a phone? What do you mean you have internet? Because it was so different than what we were used to. And we communicated a lot more during the days. And it kind of made it a little bit harder because in his free time, sometimes he wanted me to sit on the phone with him, but we didn't really have anything to talk about. And I'm like, oh, I need so to get busy, this yeah. done. I need to do the kids. Yeah, like, You're
0: still doing your board, huh? but I still have your jobs and my jobs and everything else. But I, I think also those phone calls were kind of a nice way to count down your deployment too, you know, cause you're like oh, we have six days until the next phone call. Or it was another thing to add. I'm obsessed with doing countdowns throughout deployments because I'm like, I need something to look forward to. So that, that was always something that helped. Hey, I know that I have this to look forward to at the end of each week or whatever, whenever those calls came in.
3: That's true.
2: It's nice too, though, to have that because if something does go wrong, Murphy's Law, <laughs> you can send text or shoot a quick email to say, hey, this happened, just wanted to keep you informed.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad to hear that we don't have tons of Murphy's Law stories. I feel like mine all come during PCS and we've already talked about all those. Like if
1: it's going to happen, it happens when we're trying to move across the country. That's, that's my worst. I, I seriously feel like I just blocked everything out. I, <laughs> I mean, I know, I mean, I know like Jeremy left on my 21st birthday and like, I remember just being like, yeah, I'm just going to go home. I'm not going to go do anything, but I was also like, 21 it, tw- I was 20 I turned 21 when he was first to so I was still living at home and not really worrying about anything that would happen majorly. So I mean when he was at basic training was really really tough because all three gra- three of my grandparents passed away within within a year and a half so like he was gone for, for that so like I didn't have his support for that which that really sucked, like not having support when like major life changing events happen. But again, I've always just, I think I also have a different perspective because I grew up military. So I've always kind of have had that experience of like my dad, not always being there for important events or things like that. So I've I've always grown up with like, life has to move on. So you kind of have to just do what you have to do to get day by day. I gotta tell myself that because like when he, when Jeremy was deployed to Iraq, I definitely had major depression. Um, it was a really rough year for both of us. It was a really rough time for him and a really rough year for me due to depression. But it was also something that made us really, really strong afterwards. And we were like, okay, we can handle anything now. And um, we have, that was 10 years ago. So, yeah,
0: I guess those were two things that I didn't think about that I had my grandma and my grandpa both die during deployments or at least times that were separated. I'm not, I think though, in Germany, he was, that was when he was in Florida. It was so stressful because Red Cross won't do anything for you if it's your grandparents. So then we had to figure out how to get me home for the funeral and all that. So that was awful. But that's again, falling on your tribe. Cause I remember Mm -hmm. I didn't have a phone at our house because in Germany um, you have to get landlines if you want to call back home, but ours hadn't been working. So I had to go to a friend's house just tears just a mess and I was just like I have to use your phone I have to get figured out like because I have to call all the airlines and we have to get tickets bought and yeah having those people there's just those few in between that you could do that for like I don't there's not everybody that I could just be like dude I'm crying I need I need a shoulder and I need a phone and I need to get some things done and she watched my kids took them outside and let me be on her phone just to get it done and Yeah, I remember that now pretty distinctly, but I don't think he was deployed. Yeah, I think he was back TDY, but TDYs can be just as hard. It Mm -hmm. may not be somewhere dangerous, but it's still long separations.
2: Travis was deployed when his grandfather passed away, and having to send the Red Cross and try to get him home was such a nightmare. It was really, really a nightmare, and I had a really bad experience with his company, too, the unit he was in, you know, is very secretive and stuff. So when I sent the Red Cross message, I gave Red Cross information, I guess, that I shouldn't have gave them. I mean, this was back in like 2005. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of just communication where I was getting in trouble for silly stuff and he was getting in trouble. And all we wanted to do was get him home to say goodbye to his grandpa. So it was just a whole lot of mess. I do remember that very, very well now that we've talked about this, but it was hard on him because he's over there and he can't do anything. And we're here trying to get him home and you're just relying on Red Cross to get these messages back and forth. So sometimes that definitely can put a hurting on the soldier and the family altogether. together.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you have to remember that too, like, especially like when you're complaining about what's happening is you're also like, I've come to like, a lot of times I'm like, yeah, this has happened. We got it because a lot of complaining and a lot of adding stress to them can also just create a barrier too between you and your soldier. Yeah. You want to make sure that you're not consistently complaining or consistently like saying all things are going wrong with them there. Cause A, they're going to start to feel like you, you can't be on your own. Two, they're going to be like really upset that they can't be there to support you. And you just have to kind of, I mean, again, you have to stay positive. (laughs) Yeah. You you have to stay
2: positive.
1: I mean, it's okay to say like bad things are happening, but like also being like, come with a solution. Like, yeah, this happened. The pipe burst. It really sucked. Call the property management company. We got it fixed. The yard looks really crappy. I'm sorry all your hard work went to waste, but fix. We're good and just move on with life laugh it off. I mean we I laughed off that whole week of all those things happening. They rapidly deployed and we also had no updated roster. No updated Mexican roster. Nothing was completed like it was supposed to. So you know, we spent two weeks every night calling people and trying to get all that information. So bad things are going to happen and you just have to ruck up, grab a bottle of wine with your mm-hmm. girlfriend and I (laughs) I
2: think that my experience actually made me a lot stronger. It made me a lot more confident in myself, having the baby by myself with the other kids and not having any family and literally relying on a neighbor and my Girl Scout troop leader to take me to the hospital. Those were the only two people I had. So I felt like it put me in a situation where I had to be positive and focus on what was going on and to get through it in the best way that I could. And now that I look back on it, I'm like, yeah, I did that. I gave birth by myself. You were gone. (laughs) And you
1: are a rock star. Yeah. So I'm proud, you know,
2: but then the, sometimes the punches keep coming. Like then he deployed eight months later for another deployment. So it was really hard because then he missed the baby's first birthday. But again, like we had a party early, we tried to stay positive and just kept building on the stuff that we could enjoy, versus reflecting on the stuff that was actually happening.
3: Yeah, I feel
0: like military spouses are so strong because we have to do these things. There's not just the regular average wife that they don't do that stuff on a regular daily basis. No, no, you'll come and home and if- they're rock stars.
2: We are, and even if you spouses. don't, yeah,
1: and even if you don't think you are. Military spouses are way more resilient than they know. Like absolutely. You're it's it's in it's in you. Like the every time they go to a tr- overnight training, every time they go to a week-long training, every time they go to JRTC or a deployment or a school or TDY, you're continuously building up this resiliency where you can handle whatever is thrown at you. Yeah. Anything like you know, and if you can't do it alone there are spouses in general they're there for you like the amount of time I've seen someone post like my husband's deployed and I have a doctor's appointment and they won't let me bring my kid and the amount of people volunteering to be like I'll come sit with them or I will come mow your yard or I will I will bring you're sick let me go pick up Gatorade and some crackers and some soup for you like I've got your back we're there I don't know you but I've got your back Mm -hmm. and that's an amazing part of this community.
2: I actually had to do that in the hospital one time. We were here at Benning, Travis was gone, and the baby had fell and and hurt his head and he had a bump. So we had to go in for a CT, I think it was. And they wouldn't let my other child go back with me. And so I literally was like looking over, and it was so hard to ask for the help in the first place, but I literally looked over to another mom with a stroller and I was like Can you please sit with my kid for 10 minutes when I take them back there or my other child to get this CT? So, even if you think that nobody's there and you can get the courage up to ask, they will be there. You just have to get that
0: courage up to ask. Military have each other's back.
3: Yeah. Right. My son, I mean, he's there. The army changed him. He's capable. He's strong. He expects the same of me and, and thinks that I have matured as, as he has for, and even my dog's name is Buttercup. He (laughs) he,
2: he gave me the dog and named it Buttercup.
3: Our (laughs) new podcast,
2: um, (laughs) mascot. Mascot, Yeah. I think another thing we have to remember too, is that no matter what amount of time they're gone, whether it's TDY, a training deployment, whether today, five days, five months, a whole year—it's hard.
0: So you got to give yourself a little bit of grace on that too. So yeah, you're having to sure. change your schedules, and sometimes just last minute, like even if it's an over, the sudden he gets pulled to night shifts, you're having to change everything in your house. I mean, that that changes your schedule so much because they're sleeping during the day, they're awake at night. Yeah, you have to give yourself credit for the things that you're resilient enough to do. You think normal civilian jobs they're working during the day they're home every night or even if they're working night it stays consistent and it's just like we have to go through so many changes and it makes us such strong people like to be able to go through these changes and still have grace is amazing military spouses are amazing I think they
3: are you all are
0: And it, yeah yeah it is it's okay to have bad days but just sometimes you got to look at it take yourself out of that situation and look at what's actually happening. It's probably not as bad as you think it is. And if you just mm-hmm. step back and take out the feelings, the emotions you're going through, it's probably not even worth telling them. Some of the things that I go through, I'm like, oh man, I'm so sorry. I was complaining about that. I've apologized. I'm like, <laughs> I was just in a mood. <laughs> like, So I ha- I have a story with that one. And if she listens to this podcast, she's going to die
2: laughing. I was having a really bad day. And I just, it just felt like the hits just kept coming. And I called my friend and I was like, just complaining and and this and she looked she just straight out told me she's like put your big girl panties on and get done what you need to get done and I was like what do you mean I've got my big girl panties and she's like um no you don't you need to put your big girl panties on and I was like so that's always stuck with me for every time I think that I can't do something or I'm just having a really bad day I'm like suck it up put your big girl panties on and move forward
1: yes that's so funny I love that
2: <laughs> it hurt my feelings at first because I was like what do you yeah. mean
1: like I'm allowed to have this moment <laughs> <laughs> I mean you're allowed to be upset about it the army life can suck it can suck it yeah. so much and it can throw so many life curves at you you know one thing you're, you're playing one thing and then the next moment you know within two days you could have Hey, honey, guess what? We are have PCS orders. We're moving in 30 days. Like mm-hmm. there's so much that can happen. Hey, honey, can't go to Raleigh. I just got a notification that I'm being activated and I have to be at work in 30 minutes. Like it, it mm-hmm. can happen. You just have to, you have to be in that mindset that something is always going to happen mm-hmm. when you least expect it. And you have to just be like, okay, like you got to do you and we've got to do us and you can complain. You can go, out in your yard and scream. If you need to punch a pillow, whatever you got to do to make yourself feel better. And then, like you said, put those big girl panties on and (laughs) take, (laughs) take hold of that day and
2: just go. The other thing too, that I just thought about is, you know, what's hard for me may not necessarily be hard for another spouse. And what's hard for that spouse may not be hard for me. So, you have to give these other spouses grace too. Don't judge them for having a bad day or what they're going through because you never know how somebody's going to take what their events are. So, you so need true. to just focus on being that support system for them because, Ashley, I could not imagine going through a rapid deployment. That would crush me. I mean, we were in a similar situation, but we kind of had a schedule. But, you know, for you, you might say having a baby during an appointment, that's crazy. So yeah. it just depends on the person and what they go through because it doesn't matter what it was. The suck is mutual no matter what.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't know what those people are going through other than that. Like that may yeah. have just been the one thing that broke them. Like that might have been yes. like, this. Took <laughs> right. 50 other things going on and that was just the last thing they could handle. And so it may seem like something so small, but that's all that it takes. It's all it takes. Like I could be so stressed out about all this other stuff. And then my kid falls and that's it. Like I can't handle
1: anything else. We're done. So true. And like, I did not handle that rapid deployment very well. Like I may have looked on the outside. Like I did. Um, I think it was partly because I was an FRG leader and I had to just go in full on, like, OMG. I have all these spouses who have never been on a deployment before. You were in
2: duty mode because I was that's in full your duty. duty
1: mode. And I, you know, and as a, a spouse that knowing that I was one of like, maybe, I mean, I think there was only like a, maybe five or eight other spouses within the company who have ever deployed before out of the entire company. So it was one of those situations where I was like, cool. We're here. Like I said, we were late nights. I w- would have not survived it if it had not been for my, my co, my co-coordinator. She was my ride and died. I would have not survived that rapid deployment without her. And then when they rapidly deployed again to DC eight months later, or so like very, very soon, I was just like, okay, cool. Like we did this one time we got this, but you know, out of the thirty almost 33 years of my life as being affiliated with the military some way like that was a situation that I had never thought in a million years I would encounter at all and I was very surprised on the way that at least my spouses handled it I was I was waiting for all hell to break loose and fortunately they were not my cause of the the hell that was breaking yeah. loose so that was really nice I we had a great group of spouses but yeah I mean Everyone goes through things differently, like Kim was saying, and everyone handles trauma and change differently. You know, it's a big change when someone leaves, whether you're married with kids or without kids. It's a whole new new schedules, new new schedule routine. Everything's different, mm-hmm. so you know everyone handles change differently. I. I grew up on change, so I, it doesn't affect me as much as it would someone who doesn't do well with change. Who's Maybe this was their first move and that's very different and having a whole new town and a whole new home, no people, you don't know anyone, like, again, like that could be chaos for them and they could slowly be just dwindling down and one comment can just set them off. Mm-hmm. So you do have to kind of go with that grace and try not to try to help be keyboard or, warrior yeah, yeah and
0: help i mean be the person that is offering to watch someone's kids when they're pregnant mm-hmm. be the person who sees that it's someone's first deployment and brings them lunch you know cuz it's hard and to get into those routines and i know that when you're a single spouse you you don't eat i mean there's been weeks where he was deployed and i was just stressed out and sad and Nobody was there. And so it, was, it would have been nice if someone would be like, Hey, I can tell you haven't been taking care of yourself. Here's some lunch. Yeah. But I think that that's
2: why I've fallen in love more and more with deployed love because yeah. we're building that community. We're trying to be that support system that any spouse can message and say, We're going through this deployment. We need help. Because then we have volunteers in that community that we can reach out to or the coordinator themselves. So we're building that community so that these spouses don't feel alone and they do have somewhere to ask for help. Or they do say, let's at least get together and have social hours so yeah. that we can get out of our own head for, you know, 30 minutes.
1: Get out of the house. Yeah. Or, or just, even if it's just as simple as putting on a pair of jeans, getting out of your what, PJ. What are you
2: talking about? I never... <laughs> Get out of my workout
1: pants. know <laughs> I put a dress on for the first time today. And I was like, what is, what's going on? Wearing my yoga pants? But yeah. Like I put just, on
2: slip-ons and Madison's <laughs> like, oh, you got real fancy mom. I'm like, thanks.
1: <laughs> I think like utilizing our events, we've got our coffee socials going. We have our play dates. We have mom night out. It's like, utilize that. Utilize this mom night out. Get a sitter. You deserve it. Like, yes, absolutely. You deserve to go out and have fun. Don't worry about your kids for a few hours. I learned, or if that you're about- that mom
2: that do worry, you yeah. know, about everything, come to the play dates. There's plenty yeah. of play dates going on, coffee, socials. The kids are welcome. It's just about getting out there and meeting the people in that community to start building it up more and more.
0: 100%. Yeah. It's been, it's amazing to see how much it's changed because it didn't used to be that right? It's nice to have that support that doesn't always particularly have to come from the unit, but just comes from other spouses that want to have your back. And mm-hmm. they do, they want to. And anybody that's associated with deployed love would 100% be there and answer that phone call if you needed it too. So,
2: And I love that we're growing because then when you PCS to another base, you can look for deployed love at that base and try to get in with that group of people immediately and start making friends rather than waiting like most of us do when we move to a new base months and months to get out and meet new people.
0: I think we've had a really good chat and I've had a good this refilled my energy levels. I feel so much better after having this conversation and just you know kind of feeling like yeah even though I have a deployment coming up I know that I have my friends here and I have people that are gonna help make it go through just as easy as it has in the past so it's really nice to have that feeling right before he leaves and just be like, I'm ready. We're ready for this. We have things coming up, things to keep me busy. So I hope if you've listened, come on to our Hearts Connected group because I would love to hear your Murphy stories because even though it's negative, I love to hear the things because it's craziness that always happens. So come on and join us in that conversation. When it comes up on Monday, we will definitely make sure that we have a conversation going on in our group. So we look forward to hearing from everybody. And thank you guys all for joining us tonight. Rock up, Buttercup.
3: We'll see you guys in a couple more weeks. See ya. Bye. Bye.